Welcome to Beyond the Business, presented by the Coastal Financial Planning Group. Each Saturday morning at 8.30, listen in to successful business leaders and entrepreneurs from across the low country talk about what it takes to succeed in business and in life. Now your hosts, Rick Durkee, Eric Cox, and Leslie Haywood. And great Saturday morning, Low Country. Welcome to another edition of Beyond the Business. Hope you're having a great Saturday morning, and thanks for turning the dial to 94.3 WSC here on Saturday mornings at 8.30. I'm one of your hosts here this morning, Eric Cox, as usual, with our studio full of wonderful people, mm-hmm. including my co-host. I'm Leslie Haywood, and again, thank you for sharing your Saturday morning with us. To continue the fun beyond Saturday morning, please make sure and like our Facebook page, Beyond the Business, or talk to us on Twitter at BTBCHS, which stands for Beyond the Business Charleston. Use hashtag BTBCHS, and you can't help but find us. And Rick, how are you doing this morning? Hey, I'm doing real well, and uh, I'm glad to have our guest back again this week, J.D. Zubia. Hey, good morning again, J.D. Good morning. Thanks for having me back. Glad to have you here. And uh, so we're going to go through a recap of what we had for last show. And we talked a little bit mm-hmm. about J.D.'s background and his leadership skills, his early child de- childhood development uh, uh, learning lessons. And then this week we want to get into a little bit of his current positions and how he leads others here in the Charleston Christian community. And while I'm talking about that, I'd like to throw out a little plug for our Christian Chamber of Commerce that meets out at CSU every third Thursday of the month for lunch. Um, You can look up the Christian Chamber of Commerce and Google that and join us for lunch on the third Thursday of the month. And, you know, go back to last week. Hopefully you had a a chance to listen to that show. And um, we got a great background on certainly, uh, J.D., how you came through really the business world. And one of my takeaways for our show that morning was uh, the transition that you had to make mentally of going from uh, 15, 16 years of working in corporate America to this complete shift and in terms of taking your family in a new direction, taking yourself in a new direction, and the courage that it took to go through that. And so uh, I thought, for me, that was a great takeaway. Leslie, any other uh, takeaways you had from that? Yeah, I was just impressed last week with the incredible insight that he had on these life-changing decisions. And you really made some hard decisions at a really young age for the betterment of your family and your future. Future overall, but I think as entrepreneurs and leaders, uh, a lot of times that is necessary to do make these hard decisions. Yeah, and JD, I'm going to remember the story of your uh, marine father, Cherry uh, <laughs> Point, and uh, I, I can relate to that because uh, you said your father used to wake you up at six a.m. in the morning and uh, have your list of tasks that were ready for you for the day. Uh, my father used to grab us; he'd pull up our covers down on the bottom of the bed and grab us by the big toe oh, and my. shake us till we got out of bed, <laughs> and uh, we had to make sure we were ready for the bus. So. Hey, glad to have you back. And um, certainly, if you wouldn't mind sharing with us just a little bit more about uh, your background and your childhood and just to remind some of our listeners about uh, your your great upbringing and what it's um, created for your ability to be a leader today. Sure. Well, you know, I, again, I, I think that all the experiences that you have are, are for a purpose. And so, um, you know, I think with just the natural bent we have, you know, for me, it was more the kind of analytical science and math and growing up that way, being encouraged by some teachers and professors and, um, you know, majoring in something I loved and, and then finding out that um, that uh, could translate into, you know, a career in healthcare that, that, that as Eric said, for you know, 15, 16 years, 
uh, was was wonderful. But you know, all the things I learned from again a marine father and from uh, you know uh, relate for relationships and things. I think have all led me to this point, and I think it's uh, – I don't believe that there are coincidences. I think those, as you said, doors opened and things led to where I am now. So, And so when we um, had left off last week, we had talked about the fact you made that transition and you worked your way through the ranks there. And ultimately, um, I believe you were the headmaster at Emanuel Christian School for um, seven, eight years, something like that. And then you've moved to Charleston recently. I think it was last July. Right. Uh, I kind of know a little bit of this since my kids are attending this school that you were the headmaster of oh, Palmetto Christian Academy. We have a little inside scoop here. Gotcha. <laughs> nice. And, um, certainly, uh, you, you come into a situation where uh, we had a great headmaster. It was time for him to retire as a leader looking back at your last uh, stint at um, Emmanuel Christian and now at PCA let's just talk about that role of leadership and particularly when you take over for someone else right. you know how do you as a leader uh, come in to instill your philosophies and values while at the same time respecting what the prior and predecessor leader uh, had done for their tenure well, you know, it, it, you, you bring up Emmanuel Christian School, and the interesting part of that is these are such different situations. Um, I, I was the counselor for four years at Emmanuel and then became principal, and, and, and six months into my principalship, um, we found out that we weren't going to make payroll, and I got thrust into trying to help solve that situation, and from there, uh, actually became the head of school and uh, interim and then permanently which again is interesting where God places you ready to jump into the next role. So as I look back, I think that's interesting. I, it was trial by fire. Um, and this isn't that situation. So, so this situation is where we, um, uh, again, we're praying about direction and felt like God was uh, calling us uh, with both our kids on the East coast to, to, to be closer. And, and my wife said, you know, when the grandkids come, we want to, we want to be closer and uh, came into this situation really, um, a totally different situation. This wasn't a situation where you're coming in and trial by fire. It's a well-established school, you know, well-run, great faculty and staff. And so I think the thing, the difference here is you, you walk in and you say, I need to observe what's going well and what we're doing here. And, and, and while you want to say, I want to, you know, put my stamp on this and say, here's how I'm going to do things. First and foremost, you got to start listening. So I, I embarked on basically just talking to people, talking to parents, talking to the board, talking to faculty and staff. That was the starting point here. Again, a very different situation. Right. And it sounds like you you learned, like we talked about last <laughs> week, um, and for those of you that missed it, that early on some of the mistakes that he made were not listening to the people you were trying to lead and be more being laser focused. And yes. so it sounds like that is something that really has served you well in this role. Now, what is one thing as you are the leader now of, you know, the headmaster of Palmetto Christian Academy, what's one trait that you try to model for your students and faculty? faculty and staff, because you, you're the captain of the ship. And what's something that you try every day to exude and inspire people to be? You know, I, 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 I sort of re- remind the, the staff and, and the students, I, I tell them, you know, that the most important thing is you, you want to be able to lay your head on the pillow at night and say, I, I, I did my very best. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, you know, God has given us all gifts and, and how we're supposed to do things. And, and I think he's taught us in Scripture the dignity of work. I mean, that's what he wanted us to do from the very beginning. And so I, I tell him, I, I, I embrace where he has me right now. 
I'm not looking at any other situations. I'm looking at it right now, who I'm supposed to lead. And, and then I just want to lay my head down my pillow at night and say, I did the very best I could today. I, I led in the best way, always under his direction and in his will. Um, so, and, and the other thing I, I tell everybody is I walk into the day going, you know, uh, nothing is insurmountable. Seriously. I mean, we, we've had really hard things that we've had to deal with. And I say, you know, this isn't something nobody else has seen, nobody else has dealt with in other organizations. Nothing is insurmountable. And we, um, you know, that's what we try to instill in, in the kids and in the staff. And, and it makes for a good climate. It makes for a climate where people say, well, if I've got a guy who I know is working hard and, and, and puts in his hours and, and, and is looking out for us and doesn't believe that anything is insurmountable, then, you know, kind of what, like what we look to God is like, you know, why, why would I be afraid? I mean, I'm, I'm in good hands, right? So, right. Mm-hmm. J.D., so you mentioned earlier that you came into the situation here at Palmetto Christian Academy, and there was a lot of systems and processes and things in place. Walk us through how you learned and how you were able to integrate some of your thoughts and processes into the what Palmetto Christian Academy is today. You know, I, I find that, uh, uh, and, and I've only been in one other Christian school, but but I, I'm just because of my nature and, and from the corporate world, very much into best practices. So I talk to a lot of other headmasters and talk to different principals, and I find that most Christian schools are run the same way, and the, the systems and the processes are, are, are pretty much the same. But um, what I found as I as I came in is there are there are nuances. There's are there are things that that are done. And, and you try to be very careful because there are traditions and things that are done a certain way and are working very well. But then, as you all know, there are some things where people say we've always done it that way. And you just sort of cringe and you think, I want to be able to introduce something else, but I'm also the new guy. So one of the things I did was I tried try to live by this adage about, you know, I, I, I want to honor the past. I want to look to the future. But I want to honor the past because you, you, you can step on toes, too. If you come in and you come in like a bull in China shop and all of a sudden, well, I got these ideas and we did this back home. And which, by the way, whether you, you want to believe it or not, I say that probably way too often. <laughs> well, back in my old, this is the way we did things. You got to be careful with that. But yeah, because if you're not careful, they're going to tell you, well, why don't you go back? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Or they ask you, well, how did that work out for you? You know, because sometimes it doesn't. So. So one of the questions we'd love to ask of all of our leaders and entrepreneurs that we have on this show, J.D., is, is uh, you know, we're all influenced by the people that we meet, the books that we read. And we talked last week about some of the mentors you've had in your life. Uh, let's reflect on some of the more important books. Uh, I'm pretty sure I know which one's going to be at the top of the list for you. But uh, give us a couple ideas of leadership books and influential books that have meant something to you in helping you um, uh, go about your daily business. Well, again, and, and I know you're alluding to, I mean, my, my first book that I go to is a collection of 66 books, obviously, was the Bible. Um, the, the Bible, if you think about it, it, it was used as the textbook. There are, you know, in antiquity, I mean, it was the textbook for everybody. So there are plenty of fantastic uh, stories of leaders and leaders who stumbled and, and, and then got back to where they're supposed to be. But it, it is everything I, I need there. But um, obviously, when you're in, in, uh, in this business and in, 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 in this ministry, which is what it is, um, I look to books like I, I love C.S. Lewis and Mere Christianity and, and, and uh, books like that. The, the sort of, for me, seminal work with regard to kingdom education is actually called that, kingdom education. Glenn Schultz, wonderful man, heard him speak many times, and he, he actually lives here uh, in the Charleston area, and he does a lot of training for people. So I, I love that book, but um, there's another book that is not really a, a religious book, or anything, but, it, but it's by Simon Sinek. It's called Start With Why. I love that book yeah. because that is I use that all the time 
and you know we talk about like the Japanese you know business principles stuff they they're always asking we get down to like the seventh level of asking questions I do that all the time it really irritates people but I'll just ask them why are we doing that yeah you can YouTube that uh, speech that he did I don't know what group it was Simon Sinek and uh, look at his and just Type in why in Simon Sinek, and it's about a maybe seven minute presentation, but definitely awesome. Definitely recommend that for our listeners. Wonderful. Now, um, in in your work that you do today, you know how we talk about, and I, I don't, I'm a Debbie Downer all the time. I'm always looking for okay the, those little nuggets of information on how you're you're failing. What's something that you? <laughs> she just wants to make I it tough just, in here. This morning. I know. I am usually. <laughs> no, we all want to learn, Leslie. Yeah. We all want to learn, and we know that life isn't perfect, it's so we're going to learn through our experiences it's that are sometimes not so good. I know sunshine, rainbows, and unicorns all the time. So let me just you know rain on that parade. What is something as a leader right now that you struggle with that you can because we're all a work in progress i know i am and so i like to hear uh to make myself feel better what are the things that you are working on as a leader and that you wish that maybe you did better or more consistently or 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 something to make you a better leader it's it's really easy for me and 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 it's it's been pointed out to me along the way in my careers i i, I need to learn how to delegate better mm, and and part yes. of that is that um you hate to admit it but when when you're kind of a control freak you sure. know you, you want to keep it all um you end up i, I use this this uh, analogy the other day um if you if you don't know about the the dead sea mm-hmm. uh, you know the dead sea is full of minerals and and, and no life is there because it has all these inflows. Things flow in and nothing flows out. Okay. So there's nothing circling. So, so it's just – that's why it's called the Dead Sea. There's just – there's no life in there. And, and I mentioned to somebody the other day, one of my staff members, says, I'm the Dead Sea. What I'm doing is I'm meeting with a lot of people and doing different – and I'm pulling all these things in, but I'm not letting go of those things I can let go sure. of to let people really flex their muscles and do the things they need to do. And so that is – a detrimental thing that that's something where you you have to let people grow you have to help them grow and and i'm guilty of that because i i want to be involved and, and and i don't want to micromanage but i like to be involved in the different areas but but i i found myself the other day with stacks of notes but but the output wasn't there so lots of input not enough output and not enough trusting the staff to say these guys are talented they've been doing this many of them longer than i have um that's part of the whole nature nurture thing. That's part of my nature is I, I, you know, think I can handle a lot of things and I want to handle them myself and I, I need to be careful with that. I love JD's insight into himself. I wish I knew myself as well as he knows. He's a firm grasp on it. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to tag along with Leslie's thought there a little bit about the reflection and the Monday morning sort of quarterback theory. Uh, JD, when you look back and, and uh, you reflect over uh, the first half of, of sort of your professional life in corporate America and now uh, the last, what, eight, nine years or so um, being a part of Christian um, schooling, and, and I love the terminology kingdom education um if you could look back and, and think about where maybe the road turned in a direction that that you wish it wouldn't have or something that you could have done differently um as we have other leaders listening this morning and business owners listening this morning uh, what's a nugget maybe you could share that uh if you could do something over again you would for me i think the um w- remember when i mentioned being prepared for the next step 
I think that in many ways um, I was better watching the organization and, and their money and their budget than I was my own. I, I was not forward thinking enough uh, thinking that there could be something else. And, and when God called me to that, I would need to be prepared. Um, so, so I, I feel, uh, badly. Yeah, that, yeah. Give us an example of that. So, you know, again, cause, uh, Rick, you mentioned, uh, last week about, um, you know, it's just like uh, an entrepreneur who's leaving corporate America to start their own right. business. And so what do you mean by being bear, better prepared? Give us some examples of that. Well, I, I think in, in my case it was, uh, you know, um, as, as we talked about, as, as Rick mentioned, you know, being an entrepreneur, you, you, you sometimes have to sacrifice a lot, which, which we did, you know, financially. But um, uh, there would have been perhaps the ability to make the decision uh, sooner or, or make other decisions uh, based on not being limited by uh, the finances or gotcha. thinking about, you know, so, so I think when God calls you to something, the, the last thing you want to have to worry about is you're, you're second guessing because surely you don't want me to give up this, God, if I'm going to do this other thing. And so I think it's, it's just um, – you learn all these principles, you know, you, you learn in, in, uh, for example, us, all our pastors, you know, talk about learn to live on, you know, 80% and, and save 10 and tithe 10 and, and you, and you preach it, you know, you talk about this stuff to other people and I was great at managing the, the budget. Uh, but, but I, I wasn't watching that as well at home. And so when, when this career change opportunity came up, which I was praying for, Hey, what, what do you want me to do, Lord? I just feel that way that I, that I just I just wasn't ready. My family wasn't ready, even with the joke I made about my, my how my daughter reacted. See, even even there as as the father in, in the household, um, you know, I, I wasn't really our mindset wasn't that there might be something better and you might just have to be prepared overall. Wow. Know, Sounds like and, you needed a, a good financial planner. That's right. <laughs> right. And I was going yeah. to that lead in, Leslie, but I was going to actually say maybe not necessarily be careful what you ask for, but be ready. That's it. For what you asked for. That's right. And so I, I do admire, though, um, I, I think, you know, like people say, well, hey, congratulations. You, 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 you went on faith, which we did, and, <laughs> and, and you took a risk. But I, I really um, I really do um, appreciate when I hear about entrepreneurs who just give it up. And I watch, you know, like Shark Tank on TV and you see these guys lived out of their cars and, and did all these things. That's pretty amazing. I don't think it wasn't that bad for us, you know, but but I, I just that's really the, the regret. I just, I just wish we would have handle that better. But hey, you know, I mean, that's that's part of being uh, submissive to, sure. to God's will is that that was also an experience that hopefully I won't do that again. Well, it's also part of the reason why Leslie, myself and Rick are doing this show is to share these insights with our community here in the low country. And hopefully if we can allow somebody to maybe step in a few less puddles than we did mm-hmm. ourselves as entrepreneurs and leaders, uh, there's some value coming out of what we do every uh, Saturday morning here at 830. Sure. I know. For example, like I want to know, like, uh, I ask this sometimes with entrepreneurs and leaders, uh, what's one habit, what's one thing you do every day that's kind of your ritual that sets you up for success for that day? I am, I am um, again, just my my nature. I don't like clutter or anything mm-hmm. else, so, but but I, I get up early every day and I, and I try to get the right amount of sleep. You know, I try to eat well and get the right amount of sleep. So I start my day early and I get to the office very early. And I get there and I actually, for me, I spend some time, you know, uh, usually either a podcast or, or reading scripture, get myself set that way. And then I get on my emails to, to get sort of uncluttered, to know what the day is going to look like. But I, you know, the, the, the school day starts at obviously eight o'clock, but I'm in by 630 or 645. And then I have my time and, and I just, I've always been that way. I just don't want to leave 
for tomorrow what I can do today. So I'm just an early riser and I, and I get to work and I try to get that done. I love it. I love it. Well, and I'm going to give a little plug here because, again, as I mentioned earlier, my children attend PC, all three of them now. So we've we've, we've got almost every class, I think, taken care of. <laughs> um, but uh, the, the school as a whole has just uh, done an amazing job. And I know that since your presence uh, last year coming in, we've seen it even go to another level. And I just can't say enough about the staff, the folks that are over there, uh, both in the church and the school, do an absolute amazing job. And uh, we couldn't be more blessed to be a part of it. Um, I would want to bring up this question, though, because I think a lot of our listeners are experiencing um, what we all know that in the low country is this tremendous growth element we're mm-hmm. going through. And you're seeing that at PCA right. every day. Um, talk a bit about that from not just a leader of an organization and, and your perspective on the growth that we're incurring, but also from a community perspective, um, sort of how you see this continued trend. And growth and maybe both sides of that coin. You know, what is it that's good that that you're experiencing from that? And then what are the challenges you see coming forward from some of our growth that we're incurring? The good part about it, it, it's been very positive for us. We had about a 12% increase in enrollment this year. Wonderful. I mean, yeah, that's awesome. And, and, you know, we are, um, unlike public schools, tuition, you know, pays for all the expenses at the school. So the extras are from the generosity of our amazing and awesome parents who, you know, contribute to our annual fund and we can do some extras, but, but the, the basic tuition, you know, the basic uh, expenses are covered by uh, tuition growth helps because more tuition gives us the ability to do some, some other things and add, add, you know, different services, activities, things like that. So it's, it's good, but it's not guaranteed and it's wonderful. And you can have growth in the community and, and we love this community and all the great things that are happening, but that doesn't guarantee that everybody coming to the community uh, is like-minded and wants Christian education, for example. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's uh, one of the things, the first thing I was told when I got here is said, here's going to be the hard part. The challenge is Mount Pleasant and Charleston community ha- has, have wonderful schools. There are wonderful elementary and, and middle schools and high schools, public schools. And, and that's tough. Because, and that's good because I think that speaks a lot to the great people that are in this community that have established schools like that and are working in those schools. That makes it hard for us because uh, you, you're competing you, against free. That's right. And, and, <laughs> and people don't always um, know that um, that that we're there or the things that we offer. So we're constantly in this in this battle of saying um, we really can't compete on the level. You know, mm-hmm. if you wanted to go to a school that had more funding, things like that, they're going to win hands down. We just we have our distinctives. We do something different. And the first thing is we're providing kingdom education. We're providing an education that says we are trying to establish in your child a biblical worldview, a worldview. And you've heard it throughout everything that I've been saying here, a worldview that says that God is sovereign and that God creator, you know, is, is our shepherd and we look to his guidance and his will. So that's our distinctive that, that is no guarantee that, that everybody moving into the area is going to be like-minded. Uh, they may say, well, I, my main objective is to get my kid into an Ivy League school or something. And sometimes they don't think that their child can do that going to a smaller school. And that's not true. We know that. But but that's kind of the, the hard part is that we um, we know that we may not even be the school for everybody. Um, but we know what we do well, and we're going to continue to be, first and foremost, unabashedly, unashamedly, Christian. And, and that's what we want to do is build that Christian worldview in our kids. Now, do you have anything on the horizon in the next, uh, sh- in the short term or even long term for the school that you'd like to share? Well, right now we're, we're speaking of enrollment, you know, February 1st, our new families uh, can enroll so they can go to our website and go under the admissions tab. Um, and, and they will find everything they need to apply for the school for the 
believe it or not, already 2017, oh 18 school year. Or they can call, of course, the admissions office at our school at, at, at PCA and we'll take care of them. But we're also embarking on a student life center, which is an awesome building that we're building a brand new gym uh, with um, science and, and technology and, and uh, Bible classrooms and place for kids to hang out with a youth group. And so really neat building. And we're right in the middle of that campaign and we're trying to finish up phase one, but uh, we're on our way to raising the money to, to get that thing going. So, so in the last few minutes that we have on this show, um, obviously this is a show about leadership and entrepreneurship. Um, but at the same time, leaders can't do it by themselves. So talk a little bit about your team and the importance of that team and helping you accomplish the goals as the leader. The team is. Uh, Feel free to name drop. They would love to hear their name. <laughs> uh, well, you know, and you know what's going to happen is we're going to I'm going to miss somebody, but I'm going to tell you real quick. And they'll know they'll know who they are. But uh, you know, uh, uh, Lisa and Sally and Darla and Dale and Greg and Wendy and Casey and Amy, all of the all all of them in the office. Um, everybody is just they are the uh, literally the best group of professionals that I've ever worked with and our church led by pastor Buster and all the other pastors there. Uh, I would, I can't imagine a better uh, church to be a part of. And the partnership is amazing. And, um, so, uh, again, gosh, I hope, Oh, Sarah is, is our, our development director is amazing leading us through the, the campaign right now. So we just, we just have some, uh, awesome people and I can't uh, speak enough about the professionalism. And that's the thing that sometimes, Christian schools get a bad rap in private schools even because they say, well, you know, they probably don't have the, the professionals that, oh, no, we, we, yeah, this is a staff that um, is amazing, they do a great job. And so I'm thrilled to be uh, a part of this group. Well, as we wrap this up, I'm going to put you on the spot here for a minute. I have a fun question that I like to ask all of our guests. Uh, give us a little nugget of information or something something quirky, something fun about you that most people don't know. And maybe the people that you work with had no idea. Deepest, darkest secret. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> Are you a professional uh, underwater basket weaver? No, they already know that have... I'm a juggler. I'm a closet juggler. I love, oh to, I love to juggle, but I've already shown that. You... They've even put it on Facebook, so I can't even say that that's, oh a, my gosh, that a, that's, a, that that's a new thing. But I like to do stuff like that. I just and, and I love to entertain the kids with that and just juggle in front of them and stuff. But um, <laughs> awesome. I, I, haven't, I haven't pulled out all the stops because they haven't seen me, you know, do it. And then just for laughs, you know, not catch the egg and it cracks on my head and, you know, things like that. But oh, I, that's you know, fun. now that I've shared it, they're going to ask me to do it. So <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll take our, it. I want to see it. And everybody's going to enjoy that. I know over in the next staff meeting that you have. So, um, but in our last minute that we have, um, I'm going to go back to that, that concept of the growth in this community and, and what's happening. Give us the, the vision uh, as a leader in this community. What do you see for the future of Charleston, the low country, uh, really Eastern South Carolina as a whole over the next three to five years? I see nothing but amazing things i i see again professionals i i think it's good i i love that charleston with all its history and it, but but i see them as so welcoming I, I see that everything that i've seen the the people working together um the way that even even to the point of how people have pro protested very big issues the way they've handled it the way this is an amazing community that has a lot of love in it a lot of people watching out for each other and really bringing in people who are again consummate professionals 
there's nothing but great things going to happen in this in this Charleston community. It's and it's great to be a part of it. I know. Well, I'm excited about. We're all excited. We're glad that uh, certainly PCA Panamilla Christian McCann is a part of it, and mm-hmm. uh, Headmaster JD Zubia. We appreciate your time, your insights, and certainly loved hearing uh, your story of your upbringing and uh, how you implement in uh, your world every day these skills of leadership and sharing those with our listeners. So thank you for your time. Thank you so much for inviting me. It was a pleasure. Once again, another great show. Thank you on behalf of Leslie and Rick. Yes, uh, thank you. Thanks for listening to Beyond the Business and join us next Saturday morning at eight thirty here on ninety four three WSC for another great. Uh, session with insights from local leaders and entrepreneurs. Thank you for listening to Beyond the Business, presented by the Coastal Financial Planning Group. If you're a successful business leader or entrepreneur and would like to be featured on a future program, send an email to rick at cfpgroup.biz. Listen in next Saturday morning at 830 for Beyond the Business, presented by the Coastal Financial Planning Group and heard exclusively on News Radio 94.3 WSC.